Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Lunchtime Chats. For those of you who are new, my name is Christina and I'm an acceleration expert. And we are here to talk about those topics, those issues that are significant for us star seeds, way showers, new paradigm visionaries. We have capacities, we have abilities uh, that are not necessarily embraced by our larger human family and therefore our unique perspective to the kinds of challenges we face during this global time of change is very unique to us. So I'm here to give, uh, to the best of my ability, a liberated perspective to uh, ways um, that we face these challenges, but also different ways to face the, the narratives that are bombarding us at this time. There are a lot, a lot of agendas that are you know, going for our focus, want our awareness. And I think it's this time I want to talk about heightened levels, ways to heighten our uh, discernment on where to put our time, where to put our energy, and what to focus on and what not to focus on. So welcome, welcome, welcome. As you jump in, go ahead, say hi. Let me know you're here. Hey, Bev, good to see you. Glad you're here. Um, and today I want to focus on the significance um, of building a strong energy field, easy things that you can do on a daily basis to do that, but also um, the maybe not so recognized benefits of building a strong energy field. Now, the masters of old have given us amazing bodies of work on the kinds of things we could be doing to create a clear mind, strong energy, and a courageous heart. All of those methods are absolutely relevant, but there is this piece that starseeds bring forward that, you know, maybe we don't have the discipline to have a devout practice of of an hour every morning or three hours every morning to do these practices. So I want to talk about what we could be doing, things that are effective and other ways that we that it's really important that we do because we have, there's some really potent benefits to taking the time to cultivate the habits that help us build a strong energy field. Hello, dear, dear sister Felicia. Let's see. Good morning. Good morning. And then we have Miroslav. Welcome. Good to see you, darling. I'm glad that you're able to make it live. Yes, yes. And as I talk about these pieces, if there's any questions or your own uh, perspective or story that you want to share, feel free to put that in the chats and I'll certainly read it out. Uh, so building a strong energy field, what do, what do I mean by that? So there are the traditional understandings of building a strong energy field. That's increasing the amount of chi that moves through your body, increasing, increasing the amount of prana, of life force energy, of mana that flows through your body. Now, this is um, significant for healing, for um, spiritual practices, getting clarity, stuff like this. But there's a lot of other things, too, that we need to be aware of. Um, so... We, of course, can build a strong energy field by adapting habits that build energy. Okay, so um, pranayams, breathing exercises, meditating, qigong, tai chi, um, exercise, especially rigorous exercises, uh, you know, stuff like this. If we have a daily practice of that, that is great. Um, the thing is, is that if we don't have other practices put in place, we're building all this life force energy, and then because of our certain habits, attitudes, ways of being, we just have that much more energy to, to be drained. <laughs> so very often we don't necessarily get the optimal benefit of the practice or we get benefit, but it's not as much as it could be, right? So there are a lot of things that we do in our behaviors, in our beliefs, in our attitudes that also contribute to building a strong energy field, okay? Um, and the benefits of this go far beyond health and wellness. Okay, so I, I really do want to talk about this because there's a lot of conversation in the alternative world about the level of toxins that we face, um, environmental toxins, food toxins, electrical um, toxins. Um, you know, there's a lot of discussion and even, uh, you know, uh, advanced weaponized narratives about the toxicity of the world that we live in today. And what I'm talking about with you guys, building a strong energy field has a direct impact 
in that with that. Okay. So let's start with, uh, you know, what's the, what's your favorite way to build a strong energy field? What's your favorite thing to do? My favorite thing to do is I love breathing exercises along with meditation. So what I mean by that is that I would uh, focus on, use my breath to focus on the rhythms within my body. And I would bring my awareness to the different rhythms of my body. Now, your body is a nesting doll of many, many rhythms. Your body is actually a hyperdimensional vessel, <laughs> but uh, you have to awaken to that over time. So there's lots of rhythms within our body. Our spinal fluid alone, our cranial sacral spinal fluid alone has three different pulses that have been documented. And of course, advanced cranial sacral practitioners know what I'm talking about, that you can also hold someone's cranium and feel and tune into these pulses and, and be an observer of them. So just the movement of the, uh, of the water in the, from the brain through the spinal cord to the sacrum back up again has multiple rhythms. Now, if you put that into perspective um, with all the different rhythms that we have in our bodies, right? You can imagine that there are a myriad of rhythms that we're not aware of. Now, the most obvious rhythm, of course, is our breath. And that's why, um, you know, breathing using a focusing um, mechanism techniques with the breath is is the easiest but there's also other there are other ways other um, rhythms that are very very advantageous for us to focus and one of them is also the heartbeat if you can hear if you have a spiritual practice and you can't hear your heart beat that is a sign that there's something off balance with your spiritual practice and why do i say this that's because a lot of us are given these techniques for building a strong energy field, but we're not, it's not made clear on how to maintain and, and um, circulate that life force energy within our body. We're not taught on how to not leak this energy out. So if your spiritual practice is pretty regular, or even if it's not regular, but um, you're able to just sit right here, take a breath and feel your heart beat, you, you, know, you really have something going. The significance of being able to hear your heart beat is equal to how um, comfortable you are and how easily you are um, you get in being in your body, as in you're you're not leaning forward, you're not leaning back, you're not out there somewhere. You are home inside of your body. When you're when the primary um, bandwidth of your life force energy is in your body, that heartbeat is always accessible to your awareness. And there are other things about focusing in on the heartbeat. The heartbeat also has many pulses within it. It also has a very strong electromagnetic field. So the more attention you give your heartbeat, the stronger that magnetic, that magnetic field becomes. Okay. So the kinds of things that we do on a daily basis, the kinds of the ways in which we spend our time, we can stack that to be one, one uh, piece of bandwidth after another that enhances and strengthens our energy field. So if we make a habit to spend a lot of time in nature, we swim in the ocean, we, you know, we make a habit to connect with the natural world, that's gonna naturally um, give our energy field a boost. Connecting with trees, connecting with plants and animals, horses, all these things help us. But we're bombarded with lots of things that degrade their energy field, which means our habits, we need to stack them to be equivalent or more than the bombardment. And there is a point where your energy field reaches a critical mass where you're not susceptible to the bombardment anymore. You're not as susceptible to EMF toxicities anymore. You're not susceptible to certain environmental toxins, poisons in the air, toxic things in the food. I spoke a while back actually it was several years ago, about how a lot of star seeds were um, being guided to, um, to um, during, the La during the La Cucaracha age to, you know, to take the, um, the jibbity jabs for the point of alkalizing that energy, alkalizing the heavy metals, alkalizing the other kinds of shenanigans that were inside of that potion. So, you know, we have the capacity, our body has the capacity to alkalize things, but it only will have that capacity if we have a strong energy field, we have a strong energy flow. 
Um, so there's those habits that you can build, those little things here and there that you can do on a daily basis that will help amplify your energy field. One of the other things you can do is cultivate an attitude of connection. And what I mean by that is make it a point to think about your ancestors, make it a, a point to um, think and focus your awareness on your um, gratefulness to your grandparents, your great grandparents, your parents. Maybe the relationship wasn't great, in which case this is something to be healed. And it can be healed through forgiveness and compassion and other sorts of alchemical techniques. Okay, I'm just going to check this real quick to make sure it's not okay, great. Just making sure it's not Beverly telling me my sound is bad or something. <laughs> okay, so you know, it's the kinds of things that you do every day, you can incorporate official or you know, techniques for building your strong energy, like I said, with Qigong, breathing exercises, meditation, tuning into your rhythms. There are many more rhythms beyond the heartbeat that you can tune into. There are rhythms within your liver, your kidneys, uh, your endocrine system. Okay, so you can just bring your focus with your in focused intent to any of those rhythms. And through focusing, you will amplify and enhance those rhythms. I'm sorry, I have to take a step back and talk more about ancestors. Okay, so the more you connect with your ancestors and alchemize the relationships that you've had, okay, between mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, uh, grandma and mom, grandpa and dad, you know, alchemizing all these relationships, you are actually increasing the your capacity, your availability to more life force energy. And this has uh, actually been studied for over many thousands of years. And actually, uh, Dan Winters, who's one of my favorite scientific references these days, um, also has a lot of great information on the significance of connecting with ancestors. He uh, particularly talks a lot about the super psychic children that can uh, get blindfolded and they can see through the blindfold with their psychic awareness. He talks about that one of the first things that they report is that when their when their um, third eye opens up past a certain threshold, they're able to see and communicate with their ancestors. Okay, so there's a deep, deep wisdom in why our ancient um, our elders and ancient practices incorporated ancestors into the spiritual practice. There's many reasons why. Our ancestors also provide protection. They, they offer us a field of love, focus, awareness that, um, that cocoons us. And so they offer us a safe route through uh, uh, precarious situations. They also speak to us and guide us with our in our intuition. And this is the other thing. When you are building your energy field and you're making it strong, your psychic awareness and your intuition uh, enhance significantly. Um, hold on. I have a comment here. Oh, okay. Um, the man I mentioned, his name is Dan Winters. And there's lots of things on YouTube. I, you know what, he's written books, but I don't know any of the name of the books. I'm so sorry. <laughs> he's done lots and lots of interviews. One of my favorite interviews that he did was with a woman that runs a school for wizards. It's a wizarding school in um, North, I think it is Northern France. No, it's not. Well, they talked about Northern France, but I think she's in the UK somewhere. And uh, this was specifically um, wizards that work with alchemy. Uh, it was a wonderful interview. Um, it, she, they talk about some very advanced uh, issue, topics. <laughs> and I think that's why I found it so interesting because they were, you know, talking at, at my level with a lot of things. So she had, she was speaking about the mystery stuff and he was talking about the science behind it. And it, it was just a wonderful marriage of science and mysticism. Uh, so you, you can find him on YouTube. All right. So let me get back to ancestors and protection. Yes. So as you heal those relationships of your ancestors and your relationships with your parents and grandparents, you heal the things that inhibit free flow from inside of your body. And this is 
part of building a strong energy field is removing inhibitions within oneself. The way you hold back your words, the way you hold back your love, the way you hold back actions, okay, all the things that stop you from following your impulses, all of those things, the more that they get removed as blocks of the energy and allow a free flow, the more healing you experience. So I often um, refer to these as blind spots and they do matter and they are blind spots in that we cannot see past the block. There are things that are quite obvious to other people looking in our outside, looking into our energy field, but we ourselves can't see, sense, or, or be aware of, okay? It's because it's in the subconscious, and by definition, right, we, we don't know what's there. So the more we practice um, high ethics, the, the more we flush these blocks out. For example, say you you commit to only speak the truth and nothing but the truth comes out of your mouth from this very moment. Okay, you can be uh, you can follow that measure um, in such a deep committed way that it will remove blocks. If you stop yourself every time you feel like exaggerating or embellishing or gossiping or you know what I mean, using your words in ways that are not in alignment with the truth you know, then you're going to, you know, you're going to discover these things that are in your blind spot. And the ancient elders that, um, that I've worked with in dream time and, in, and in person, they talk about if nothing but the truth ever leaves your lips over time, everything you say becomes the truth. And what they mean by that is, is that you tune your throat, your frequency, and you have such a strong flow of energy that you manifest, literally manifest the things that you speak. This is the deeper, um, the hidden meaning in spell casting. Okay. Now there's spell casting that's, that's all inverted and reversed and all this stuff. Cause we, we see that everywhere especially in how our the entomology of our words gets shifted and changed over the ages. So this is definitely something that can be um, abused. But uh, as far as a, a visionary starseed in this time of change, if we cultivate a total commitment to truth, we are, we are committing our of knowing thyself, personal inquiry, and then honoring thyself by only speaking the truth. And that enhances the strength in our energy field and we become master creators with the spoken word okay um th there are uh, many ramifications to this and this is why we need to be very careful because when we uh speak things against ourselves against others we say things that are less than the truth that it becomes an energy drain so now that energy is just getting drained off into the ethers. And of course, that's going to attract um, energetic, uh, you know, energetic food, you know, uh, parasites, right? And they're just going to tap that button anytime they're going to figure out, oh, if I tap this button right there, this person will start, you know, having diarrhea of the mouth, and they're going to have lots of energy to feed upon. And what's happening is that life force energy now goes to feeding parasitical energies and not towards what you truly what is in your heart to create what to bring forward. And that takes me to the next piece about the benefit of strengthening your energy field, which is you become slowly but surely with patience, commitment and consistency, a master creator, which means pretty much anything and everything you want to create the way for it to happen is laid right before your feet. And this is why I talk about dream time so much, because working with dreams is a mega piece to dreaming the world into being. We are tricked into thinking that all these powers that be are the ones in charge, but they're not. They think they're in charge for sure. And the programming that we're in shows us um, the, the falsehood that they're in charge. But when we use our dream time to go past these blocks that we have and go into the realm beyond the human experience, we quickly find that we are the ones in charge. We are the ones who are creating this reality 100%. But this is not, you're not ready to see this until you're ready. 
And this um, coming back to this is another reason why you want a strong energy field. A strong energy field creates a field around you that is in free flow. You don't need to work hard at it. It's just a matter of behaving with integrity and impeccability. Then it's going to free flow. And you are naturally, um, you come to a natural place of clarity. You will sit with stuff and clarity comes. It's because your field has a high level of integrity. Your field is not allowing life force energy to be drained by others or, or any kind of outside force. Your The drama of humanity is not sucking you dry. And this is why these narratives are out there the way they are. It doesn't matter what side of the narrative you are on or you believe the fact is, if it creates a high charge inside of you, a high charge of frustration, of fear, of anger, of powerlessness, of hopelessness, those are all energy drains. Those are all programs that drain your life force energy. Okay. And this is actually why I do the chats to give a liberated perspective. It's like I'm, I'm engaged in the world. I know what's going on. And yet I have I have a, um, a very calm and content, peaceful view of where humanity is going. I know that it's going to get as bad as it needs to get in order for the majority of humans to reach that or for humanity to reach that critical mass for us to wake up. Um, and I'm here to help with that. Uh, and this is partially why, you know, I'm able to come to these liberated perspectives because I have a very strong energy field. I do all these practices that I'm talking about with you guys. It's not just one practice that you do on a yoga mat or on a meditation cushion in the morning or in the afternoon or whatever. It's a constant re, uh, re, um, reinforcement by thoughts, actions, words, behaviors, the way we spend our time. All these things contribute to the strength of your energy field or the lack of strength in your energy field. If you're full of a lot of worry, that's draining life force energy. So it's not say... So I'm not saying ignore your feelings. No, no, no. Those feelings are very important and we must acknowledge and honor them in order for them to move through us. Because a lot of the things that we're experiencing um, with these feelings are actually ancestral. They're not actually ours. Some of them are, of course, but the majority of them are actually unresolved issues from our ancestors. So again, coming back to the practice of honoring your ancestors will help you build a strong energy field. It'll help you release the energies of their unresolved issues, unresolved injustices, unresolved traumas, right? It'll clean that up so you can actually live your purpose versus uh, living in the momentum of that of your ancestors. This is really important for star seeds because many of us were born to a family that we weren't necessarily a frequency match for, right? We were born to a family um, that is very different than we are and Hence, that we have this, um, this commonality of feeling like a, a black sheep in the family. There's a reason for this. So the more we clean these ancestral pieces up, the more we can realize what our own unique purpose is. We're no longer, uh, we're no longer in the momentum of the unresolved trauma of the DNA that we've inherited. And a lot of times, this is why we've chosen those families, because we're the one who's going to bring all that healing to our ancestors, to our parents, to our siblings, to the children and grandchildren yet to come. Okay. So behaving with impeccability is essential. Speaking the truth the best that you can is a huge, is a huge piece. Interconnectivity, practicing interconnectivity is also a big piece. And that is understanding that you are in a collective. You're not alone. Now, some people have a relationship to that that is um, maybe doesn't feel good. And some people have a relationship to that where it feels amazing. They feel supported by that interconnectivity. Okay. The reality is our true nature as humans, we're meant to be connected. We're meant to be connected with others. We're meant to be connected fully with our environment. So with that in mind, that being our true nature, doing things like shielding, I'm talking about putting up defensive barriers, that doesn't help us anymore as we step into the new paradigm of frequencies because cutting ourselves off from our environment because uh, you know to, to disconnect 
actually is working against our nature, working against our the, the natural way that we, our biosuits operate. So instead, we cultivate a strong energy field. So we naturally maintain a strong space within and without. Maintaining a strong space within, within your body, within your uh, awareness, your emotions, your, your thoughts, mental field, energetics, energetics, all that stuff, practicing good hygiene, that creates a strong inner space, which translates as a strong energy field around you. Now there's no need to shield. Okay. I know that goes against so many teachings. Probably most teachers out there, especially that work with empaths, say, oh, hell no, you have to shield. There's crap everywhere. Yeah, you know what? There is crap everywhere. But being in defense holds up energy and that doesn't help you. And, and you guys let me know if you've had this experience. Say you had the best shielding ever. I mean, I used to have great shielding, right? But if there's someone or something or some situation that I was a frequency match for, it got right through that. It got right through that shielding, didn't it? <laughs> you have a falling out with a friend or relative. Their energy got right through that shielding, didn't they? Okay. It's because we are interconnected. That, that event that transpired was supposed to happen. It needed to happen because it was an energy that needed to be expressed. And we were the unwitting souls expressing it. Okay until we're not so shielding is implying being a victim or you know implying that you have to be protected which protection is important but it's not by cutting life force energy off it's by enhancing the energy flow it's by doing everything we need to do to enhance our expansion the more expansion we allow within our body within our being the safer we feel the stronger our life force energy flow becomes, the more we are in the right time and the right place, the more synchronicities, miraculous events happen right before our eyes. This is all because of having a strong flow in our energy field. We also have a very advanced um, relationship to discernment when you have a strong energy field because the clarity is there. The psychic intuitive perceptions are there. The other thing that happens as you strengthen your energy field is your connection to dream time becomes enhanced. And this is huge. Dream time is the big piece that humans need to wake up to. Dream time is the true reality, believe it or not. All of this that we have in our waking world is the delusion reality, the matrix reality, the constructed reality. This is where a lot of the false constructs exist. In dream time, once we wake up to who we really are and we have this really strong energy field, that is the true reality without the matrix influence. And we can see the real truth about ourselves. We can see, all the, see feel, sense, taste, know the real truth of what's happening inside of here. So it's worth our it's worthwhile to adopt a lifestyle that supports you building a strong energy field. So those practices that I talked about are great. Practicing impeccability even better. Okay. Rearranging your value system is also an important piece. So you that means you rank your well-being above playing savior for instance for existence existence example <laughs> i'm tripping over my words here so and, and you know how we spend our efforts our actions if they are reinforcing a truth then our actions are going to help maintain a vital life force energy. If our actions are participating in the reversals, the illusion delusions, then that's going to drain our life force energy. If we are in a mode where we feel like we have to control every facet of a situation, 
that's losing life force energy. That's draining life force energy. And it's not just your life force energy you're draining. It's also draining the life force energy of the others there to co-create with you. This is difficult for our ego driver to accept because our ego driver is trained by this conditioned matrix reality. And it's all about keeping us safe and feeling like we have control. But the fact is the part of us that truly has control is our spirit. And that's the part of us that uh, our relation to, to our spirit, that's the part of us that gives us that strong energy field. Okay. When we do things that are true to our spirit. And that's also the, the big force behind our dream time. So doing things to reflect inside, to think about, feel into really how you feel about a situation, how you really feel about a person or how you really, what are your real motivations in regards to getting involved in something? Reflecting like that is going to help you on your journey of building a strong energy field. There is a, um, another facet, which is, you know, self-care, getting enough sleep, eating food that you feel good, that, that feeds the vitality of your body. Now, what that looks like is different for everybody. So I'm not necessarily promoting a particular kind of um, diet, though there are many out there that, re that prefer certain types of diets. Um, what I've learned by sitting in dark room with the breatharians is that the diet actually doesn't matter. It's more of the consciousness in which you, you consume the food. So number one, blessing, blessing your meal, blessing your drink, which in, which brings you in right relationship to whatever it is you're going to consume. And then you also set your body. You, you tell your body, you set your body with the instructions of alkalizing, optimizing every, every substance that you put into your body to take form that feeds the health and vitality of the body. So you're giving the body permission to alkalize everything that comes through you and discard and then nourishes you and discard the rest with grace and ease. This is how many of those masters are able to alkalize poisons. There's many, many stories of different gurus and high level uh, grandmasters, spiritual masters, where they would, you know, purposely consume a, something poisonous. So just so they can show as an example, um, you know, that they're able to, through their um, advanced practices, able to alkalinize anything. There are masters that have taken in very significant amounts of radiation. Okay. I'm talking about radioactivity as a nuclear radiation. And they would do that to clear a contaminated piece of land or a body of water. They would actually take in that radiation into their bodies for their body and their spirit and their life force energy field to alchemize. So what I'm saying here is not new. Okay, it's not new. But I'm putting in the frame up of an everyday human being. <laughs> you know, we don't have 10 hours a day to spend in meditation and contemplation, right? We have lives, we have families, we so many of us have jobs or practices or, or something like this, right? So we need to figure out a, a lifestyle, something that we do multiple times every day that is framed up in the, in the way of feeding our, feeding our life force energy building a strong energy field. All right, we have a few comments coming in, so I'm going to pause here and check them out. All right, so Miroslav says, um, I really need to rewatch because I am, I, I am not taking good, I'm not taking good self-care and doing spiritual practices daily. I might need serious training and education around spiritual hygiene. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So actually in, at Life Body, we have something called Life Body 101 where uh, we train you to do this and how to practice with others. The, the other thing is that interconnectivity piece. When you're able to do these practices with others, it's really, really helpful to share in, in these practices, whether it be breathing exercises or meditating with your rhythms or working with the, um, the Wetakocha, which is a, um, it's an energy field at the top of your, um, 
I'm sorry, it's a um, energy center that's at the top of your energy field. It's a golden sun. So you can just take a moment right now and tune into that golden sun. That is a massive um, assistance to us. This is our connection to not just the center of the Milky Way, but also beyond the galactic mind. This is something that was taught to me by um, first by the Palladians when um, back in, what, in the late 90s. Um, and then it was reinforced when I was working with the Kyoto elders for many years, for about 15 years, and they call it the Weta Weracocha. So you can refer to it as the eighth chakra, Weracocha, or give it your own name. But you can utilize, tune in and utilize this energy center to clean your energy, to move energy, to comfort yourself. You can use this. And we, we teach about that in the Life Body 101 in, uh, in the academy. And, you know, the other thing about building a strong energy field, it takes consistency, it takes commitment, and it takes patience, okay? So do it in a way that's fun, do it in a way that is easy, and then you're going to be more likely to be consistent with it, okay? So doing it with others helps with that. Uh, that that's that interconnectivity again when you're around other people that are jazzed to be doing it too then it just helps you be more motivated to do it too okay so um and love of course you know practice loving practice loving life being in that attitude of gratitude just practice that um i uh i have a friend that does a journal every morning you know just because uh, they get caught in mind loops and, you know, they, that, and that journal helps them refocus and look for things to feel grateful for, look for things to, um, that touch their heart so they can become uplifted. All right. Um, what could be the cause of neglecting our own well-being? Ooh, that's a loaded question. I will, I, but I, I will, I'll give a good stab at that one. Okay. I know what I feel is the right thing to do, but I feel so much resistance to any practice. Yes, that can help me. This is actually really important. What um, Miroslav is talking about. Okay, because this is what impacts most of humanity. Okay, right here, what he's talking about. Why do I neglect my well-being? Why don't I take good care of myself? Why is it so hard to do things that are good for me? Okay. And there's, there's a few tiers to this. Okay. One is ancestral trauma. Okay. We've inherited the unresolved issues of our ancestors, of our parents, our grandparents, our great grandparents. So if they've ever felt like giving up in life, if they've ever felt, if they ever actually experienced trauma, which all of us have, because there have been world wars, right guys, lots of, a lot of battles, a lot of traumatic stuff. If they've been in, in any of that, that, you know, that, re, that resulted in trauma, soul loss, um, really deep seated conclusions and beliefs about the, it not being safe about, you know, you know what I mean? Life has to be hard, all this stuff. And if they, um, if we haven't spent time to help them release that energy in the spirit planes and, or even, you know, in their own dying process, we are left with the momentum of that result, unresolved energy. So, what I'm saying here is that that this this there's a really strong current that on a subconscious level that's working against you doing something good for yourself, you liberating yourself because there's all these subconscious beliefs, there's collective grid programming, there's cultural grid programming. I mean, all the, the current, there's lots of things that go into this current. So if you make a practice to you know, say prayers for your ancestors, sing love songs to your ancestors, like really make that point to connect and, and love um, with your ancestors. No, you know, you can go back um, hundreds, you know, many, many, many generations, right? Hundreds of years. Um, that will help. That will help them wake up and, and participate in supporting you. So, so that's the one thing, the ancestral piece. The other thing is, is that we are born into a system that trains us to give our life force energy away and any value system that we have that goes against that means that we're selfish we're you know what i mean there's a whole list of things that come with taking good care of yourself okay it's like uh it's kind of like i don't know if you guys have ever been in class and and you get and someone gets an a in the paper and a lot of people in the class kind of like dog on them and tease them and rip on them because they because call them a goody two shoes or whatever okay that's a sub that's a subconscious death program inside of people they they want they don't want other people to do well we're trained naturally 
our true nature wants others to do well because if others do well that means we're going to do well right we're going we're going to feed the momentum within each other but the matrix stuff is backwards it reverses all of that so there's guilt and shame about feeling good there's there's um guilt and shame about being successful okay so so there's that piece and then there's the deeper even deeper piece which is not being able to open ourselves to love okay not being able to open ourselves to love so that means being being loved by creator by pachamama by the the cosmos but it also means to be loving okay giving of ourselves in a loving way when we're able to give ourselves in a very loving way that benefits us and the people around us and i don't mean to the point where you're taxing yourself i'm talking about in a healthy way for example when i'm feeling very loving i am super uplifted and i'm loving with everybody around me and i'm just fed because the aperture is open uh, you know i have that my energy feels very strong so i'm i'm being drinking from this overwhelm overflowing cup and i have plenty to share with others okay um so those are just a few pieces that uh to, to speak to what you're talking about darling oh oh there's one more piece i need to put in sorry sorry four pieces entities you humans would be shocked to find out just how many entities we have in our bodies and what's significant about that is that all the thoughts and feelings of these entities are in our head like they're our thoughts and feelings and a lot of times the reason why those entities are there is because of wounding. Sometimes it's because they're, they're afraid they're going to get judged or sent to hell so they don't go into the light. Other times they're full of vengeance or something and, and you know, they don't, they're not ready to leave yet. So they, they find a frequency match in the nearest human and they step in. So all this unresolved conflict and chaos that that entity has is now inside of your own head and emotional field. Then you also have entities that travel with families through many generations. So we have a lot of, because the frequencies are lifting in the way that they are, the octaves are changing. We have a lot of entities coming to the surface. So something that I've started doing recently is that in my, when I sit and I breathe and I, and I be with myself, I call the emissaries of the light to be here with me and to reach into my body and and make contact with the different entities that are revealing i had a lot of wounded children because there was a part of me that you know i want to give children a safe place so there was a part of me on a subconscious level that was like pinging you know like a like a, a um you know like a beacon and all the young ones that were scared and afraid and and you know what i mean weren't able to go into the light they were all coming to me they're all coming and, and taking up residence inside my energy field because i had such a strong desire to keep the children safe okay just an example of how those those types come in so there's lots of ways they come in sometimes it's our own relatives we were young psychically open and they didn't want to leave us they wanted to keep us safe they felt bad leaving us something like this and then they just came right in you know stuff like that happens all right dear uh felicia says um um great to refresh energy truths interesting i have laid aside skills while very ill um proud held integrity with airlines refused my boarding by asking to be shown the gifts over two day bus journey i i think proud might be might be a typo i think that means like an example mm -hmm. yeah you know so when we come into relationship with ourselves and with the universe we are more available to inquire differently to things that normally would create a lot of anger and frustration it's not that anger and frustration isn't there because it might be but we instead start to create this kind of attitude what she's talking about she starts asking herself a different question like what is this showing me what is this event showing me so something happens that really triggers us rather than going into the blame journey, which will drain your life force energy, 
blaming drains a lot of life force energy right out of your solar plexus, which is one of your power places. Your solar plexus is also how you connect to the entire outside world. So if you're draining life force energy at that core center, it's going out fast. And, uh, you, you know, and I actually, I know people who live in a, in a um, how do I say that? In an extended um, feeling of blame and they age so quickly. You know, my, my dad's one of them, you know, well, he's passed, but um, when he was alive, it's like he ate, there was a point in time where things really got over the top and he aged like, it seemed like 10 years in one year, you know, he just kept aging much more in an accelerated way, you know, and that's actually one of the other benefits of having a strong life force energy and keeping strong integral space within yourself is that you have more vitality and you don't age as quickly as you know as maybe your relatives have so um coming back to this whole thing about coming to right relationship with the events that are happening this is a good thing what she's talking about here you know because when you're asking yourself why is this happening and you're giving yourself a blame story you're not actually getting to the core inside of what is what is inside of you that wants you that is creating this event you know and it's not an ego driver thing it's a, it's a, um, it's a spirit thing. There's something inside of you that's, that needs attention, that needs acknowledgement, that's trying to unravel itself. There's a feeling that's trying to be had that you're not able to get to. And this outer event is showing up to help you get to that feeling. And once you get to the feeling and unravel it all the way, now these, these kinds of events don't need to happen in the way that they're happening. They'll start to change. And your relationship to all these things start to change. You do eventually reach this place where everything and I mean, everything and anything that is happening takes you to a deep place and it all turns into things that bring you to more self-awareness, more empowerment, more vital life force energy, more compassion. OK, more ability, deeper capacity to forgive, deeper capacity to love and be loved. All these things. But this is a journey, of course, right? It's a journey. <laughs> patience, patience, patience. All right. Um, so dear sister Beverly says, alchemizing. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Or I think there's a typo there. Yeah. Alchemizing substances is the same as transmutation. They're similar but different. Transmutation is taking a substance and turning it into an another substance. Alchemizing is similar, but it's actually transforming darkness, um, low vibration. When I say low vibration, I'm talking about heavy, hard, wound, um, something that's toxic, something that's anti-life, and reversing it into alchemizing it into something that's beneficial. Okay. So transmutation, for example, in the Bible, Jesus turned water into wine. The water wasn't poisonous, but they the one they needed the the desire was wine for the celebration at the wedding so he so he changed the water into wine for the sake of the celebrations okay versus alchemizing is taking like something toxic like say you know you have a lot of anger inside of you and and through different practices you're able to get in touch with that anger acknowledge it have it and let it move and in that process you are actually changing that that anger, you're allowing that energy to move and transform into something else. So the event that made you anger, angry, you're no longer angry about. That's alchemizing. And it could have a physical implication, but it's also mental, emotional, spiritual, mental. It's all those things. Um, I hope that helps the way I said that. All right, dear sister Susan. Hello, darling. She says, is it correct to think ancestors would include the self like the like a past that needs loving and releasing right so this is a good question because you know what happens is is that we, you know we have a soul's journey we have um something you know the akasha the, those sorts of constructs and we develop we develop um imprints and patterns in the soul's journey as well as ancestrally so a lot of times what happens is that we choose an ancestry that has a frequency match to uh, the wounding in our soul's journey that, that's held in our Akasha. So they can be one and the same. 
Um, the difference is, is that when you are, you know, the difference is, is, it's kind of like the intent and the focus when you're bringing love, understanding, forgiveness, compassion to your ancestors and, and help them, you know, come together where they were once divided, that, that alchemy that happens there is, you know, you're focusing on that and that can have implications in your own Akasha most certainly, um, but not always. So there's sometimes the energy shows up as an Akashic experience, in which case it's a perceived past life. Okay. Really, this is going to sound controversial, but there are no past lives. <laughs> life, our consciousness is unfolding everything simultaneously at once in, in, a, um, in a more outer nesting doll experience. So what I mean by that is that the kinds of experiences you are meant to have or, or or your soul wants to have your spirit wants to have changes so say you do all this healing and unraveling within the akasha and all those constructs that are creating your your potentials starting from this moment to the here and now the past experiences that come online that get activated could completely change so maybe you've had a lot of experiences in the um with the reptilians and the Orion war drama and all these pieces. And then you unravel all that. You unravel all those pieces, you alchemize it. Now, all of a sudden, when you go into your Akasha, there's no record of the Orion wars at all. And as a result, the, your, your potential that's available to you in this moment completely changes. <laughs> okay. So it's, when we start when we start going beyond the ancestral when we start going beyond the here the the physical stuff i mean this is multi-dimensional and a lot of these multi-dimensional levels don't exist in time and space they do not exist in time and space we perceive it as that so we have a way to relate to it so we can formulate an intent to work with it but in these outer nesting dolls it's all quantum and there's a part of us on a quantum level that's constantly bringing new experiences to our here and now that maybe weren't in our records before. But we want that. We want to get to that place because once we do, the potentials that are available to us in the here and now are limitless, absolutely limitless. Um, but until we get there, we heal. We heal all these things that are that are narrowing the potentials of what we can be aware of and also narrowing, bottlenecking the life force energy that flows through us. Again, back to the more you enhance the flow of your life force energy, the um, the clearer and quicker things move through us and we can truly step into a purpose that is and, you know, the truth in our spirit and also in perfect relationship with the here and now. Okay. And what that means is that your purpose, that you, that your purpose driven, like reason why you, you wake up every day and you're passionate to be here in a human body on this planet is very malleable to the energies of every moment. And it's all purposeful. It's all, um, fulfilling. Okay, and now we're living at a completely different frequency. So this is very abstract what I'm trying to explain. Hopefully I'm doing a, a good job of it. Please let me know <laughs> if this is landing. All right, dear um, Miroslav says, um, you get straight to the point so fast, so good. Oh, thanks, 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 thanks. Yes, yeah, we do. We do do one-on-ones um, at Lightbody. Um, Lightbodyacademy.com, there's a menu bar at the top about personal sessions. So I'm the founder and I do offer sessions, but there's also other practitioners that are very, very good um, with, you know, in their particular niche. So um, if you don't find anything available for me there, you can, there's others too that do this work. Um, Stacy Hernandez actually in our, in our community specializes in ancestral clearing. So um, she may be someone to look up. Also, she's also at lightbodyacademy.com. Okay, thank you for thank you for asking that question, Miroslav, and give me an opportunity to give a plug-in for her. Um, you know, once it's interesting because once you start on this journey, it 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 starts off maybe, and this is for Miroslav really. It starts off as a chore, but there's a point in time where you are absolutely addicted, 
absolutely addicted and you're full on in and it's not an effort anymore in order to take these actions. Now the effort is changed into um, what you're willing to focus on and showing up in, in your presence and your feeling and your availability. And, and, uh, and that's why we have such a huge, um, uh, we accentuate community so much because the more you show up in community and really be seen, the more willing you are to step in and be aware of these feelings into, into these pieces that just make you all that more clear and, and empowered. So everything starts to feed itself once you get going. It's just the getting going, <laughs> right? It's just the getting going. That's all. All right, um, entities. All right, so uh, Felicia, she wants to talk about entities. Woohoo! Um, Two-year-old grandson passed um, passed his father's entity of addiction, indigenous wounding, so distressful. Till friend and I journeyed into his uh, into the Merkaba, and the grandson's soul healed his memory. Yeah, so hungry ghosts. That's a whole. Uh, that's a huge topic. Um, you know, hungry ghosts. Yeah. Those are very interesting because those do definitely follow family lines. And even if you are the offspring of people who've had addictions, whether it be sex, alcohol, um, power, uh, abuse, even if you don't have any of those particular inclinations yourself, what does remain in, in those hungry ghosts stick around is that it's this endless feeling of discontent. It's like you can never become, you know, there's always something that is discontent inside. It's because those hungry ghosts, they're in your energy. They can't leave and they are hungry for something that they're not getting satiated. And the fact is they can never be satiated. So if, you know, if they're hungry ghosts, say with, um, with uh, sex, okay, because people do get addicted to sex. It's really these other other beings are addicted to the sex. <laughs> but anyway, um, no matter what you do, you'll never be satisfied. You can't have enough to satisfy these hungry ghosts. Their 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 lust, their drive is pushing you to make these choices mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and you'll do them, but they're never satisfied. So if you don't say um, you have those hungry ghosts and you don't practice that, maybe you practice the exact opposite. That unsatiable hunger is still going to be there again building a strong energy field will eventually work these hungry ghosts out that you've inherited or taken on um i, I can't say enough about this it's so so important as we move forward in these times because you know we're hitting different octaves it's really it's it's revealing deeper stuff maybe darker stuff in some ways and we need something to help us keep the pace i mean if we constantly have to see a practitioner to get hungry ghost released or entities released or ancestral wounding released you know i mean that's gonna that's gonna that's very limited it's limited to how much time and resources you have how many practitioners available the skill of them you know their build tracking ability how deep can they go but if you are taking time to build a strong energy field these things release naturally these things and they don't just release into the ethers your light either wakes them up and they go home or the frequency match comes and and takes them home it's it's a win-win for everybody Okay. All right. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. Uh, please, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I didn't know the name of this ancestral force. Yes, yes, yes. So this name that I talk about is actually um, made well known by Gabor Matisse. He is the, the guy that did a lot of, he wrote a book and I can't remember, the, actually wrote many books, but the one that I, um, a friend gifted me was, um, was a book he wrote working with um, heroin addicts um, in different places in the, on, the, on the West Coast. And this is where he was able to hone in on a lot of these people are driven by hungry ghosts. And a lot of them just don't have a strong enough sense of self in order to um, combat the needs, the the you know the or the yearnings, the cravings of these hungry ghosts. So important, so 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 important. 
oh my gosh, this time goes by so, so quickly. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, thank you everybody for uh, this conversation. I really, everything that you guys had to talk, um, ask about and, and, and share, that's all wonderful. I'm sure there's many people listening to this are going to benefit from, from um, what you guys are bringing forward around that. Um, just remember, you know, there, there's a way, you just got to figure out the way that works for you and to build a strong energy field. Ancestors is a great place to start. Uh, spending time in ways that, you know, nurture yourself, that feed you emotionally, mentally, spiritually, all those things, all that is worth your while. There's a lot of bombardment these days, and we need to make sure to spend lots of bandwidth as much as we can um, on a daily basis to help us um, not only cope with the bombardment, but actually begin to have the power inside to alchemize the bombardment so it no longer impacts us in a way that drains our life force. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys. Uh, we'll see you next week. I hope you guys make it a great week. Bye-bye.